How the heck are you, Sierra Louise? Oh, I mean, honestly, a little bloated, but that's just personal problems. (laughs) Well, this is episode 563, and it is officially November. Are you sad that spooky season is over? Oh, Suze, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta complain about something. (laughs) You have a confession. I have a confession. Let's hear it. Well, maybe this is like a testimony to how witchy I really am Mm -hmm. naturally. Okay. Uh, Because all of you guys didn't even think and didn't even question or ask me anything about it. I did Mm -hmm. not even get any of my Halloween decorations out. I didn't even get my boxes. You had grand plans. And so people are like thinking that I'm all Halloween-y and spooky around my house. And I'm like, no, that's just regular at my house. You're kidding me. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they're like, ooh, look at that. Animal bones. No, that's regular. Animal bones. Yeah, skulls. No, just, just, just regular. Um, What's the reason though? Honestly, like, okay. Okay. I'm going to go this, I'm going to therapist, therapist myself. I don't know, whatever that word is, Mm -hmm. um, that you would say, uh, I am mad at my storage unit. (laughs) <laughs> because they did that stupid thing where they raise the price of the unit. Yeah. But then they don't really tell you. And then they're like, well, you can leave. Right. And I'm like, uh, I know I can, but is that worth the $20 of my time that you How like? How much did the, they increase it to? 20 bucks. Oh, it and went from it 80 normally? to 100. Oh, wow. That's which seems like a big jump. And also yeah. seems like. A hundred bucks for uh, like, I, so at, so I didn't want to be reminded of that because then I knew what I wanted to do is make a phone call to them and then uh, like do the whole argue them down for like a lesser <laughs> oh rate God. or something or like then even actually have to move it. So it's one of those things where I've just been, well, really, this is like me avoiding feelings and yeah, this you're, is, <laughs> you're stonewalling. I'm a hundred percent doing a that. Location. I'm like, I, uh-huh. I'm like, no, I can't go there because I don't want to think about any of the things that come with. Like being at that, I can see myself picking, and my unit is organized so well. I, it's, I bet it's all set up, and I've got it like in rows by season, and in each bin is color coordinated. So I just go and grab those yellow and black bins, and boop boop, ready for Halloween. Wow, the bins are the color of whatever. Yes, the that season. is great. Yeah, Halloween is yellow and and black because that's the closest I could get. Yeah, Christmas red and green. And uh, Sarah, Easter is light blue, and uh, oh all my, my stuff that is memorabilia is clear so that I could see what's inside, just in see case I want to find anything that is, you know, important. Wow. Now you know my whole organization routine in my storage unit. Wasn't good, but didn't have that on my list of things to share, but if we're giving people the educate if we're giving people an education it comes in all forms i suppose it really does well well you're the you're the organization queen Suze. ooh that's next level though with the the bins i can't believe you don't have this already mm mm cuz cuz then you don't have to even th- th- you Susie, do you yeah. know what the this the home screen on my iphone looks like yeah that annoys me though so why would i not have okay for those who don't know my 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 apps are in little. They're color you, coded. Also, they're color coded. So they're in that, little little. They hang out together with because their, I, I well, don't know. I mustn't but, be as visual as you are because for me that would just make me more you, confused. 
when you say any, say any app that that more people would generally right. use. Uh, Etsy. Do you have Etsy on there? Yes. I already know it's orange. Yeah, <laughs> it's orange. So like that's what comes up in my brain. Yeah. What that else works you got for you? So it's like what? I got you know I could do that with every single one, and so it just like in my What's head. What's Instagram in? Is that white? That's like oh, there's a weird there's a no there's a purple oh, one. Yes. It's like purple, oh, yeah. yellow, and orange, but it's kind of like a swirly design. And what I found oh, by per, being a person who does this is that because we naturally associate different colors with different things and emotions and you know whatever. They naturally organize themselves anyways. A lot of the banking ones are blue. So oh, that's true, right? When I click on the blue ones, it's that. Yeah. A lot of I the informative like ones the f- are red. A lot yeah. of the... It, this is how it works. So I don't even have to organize them by, by theme because there you go. A lot of the photo ones, the camera ones, are a black background with a colored yeah. image inside of it. And mm-hmm. so that goes in its own little black with color image inside of there you go. My God. So it's intuitive. so cool that it does that. I, I mean, like, yeah. I, I remember discovering that and being like, oh. You're onto ah, them. Ah, ah, ah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, it's not like everybody got together and did this. It's just one, it's another one of those things that just confirms what we already know about color theory. And I just love that. Well, and I always think about this with like anybody that's trying to get your money. Which like, is everybody. You know, yeah. The companies. Yeah. They know how the human brain works and then yeah. they design things to get you to buy more stuff. Correct. And I also say this is true about religion <laughs> like Correct. you know they know how mm. the human brain works so they structure religious services around creating oh. that sense of community and closeness oh and yes it's you all know by what? design now that you say that my mom i mean she's so smart she's gonna love me saying this in this episode too hi mom uh so <laughs> she and she was a uh uh art what what the hell do you call it? Tour guide. She was a tour guide in Europe and she is very knowledgeable in architecture Mm -hmm. in like, well, I guess it's like religious architecture, like church, like churches and things like that, different time periods. Mm -hmm. So a lot of like Renaissance and Gothic architecture, my mom knows so much about. So she'd walk us through there and she would be like, okay, notice how they have really high ceilings. And how do you feel? We're like seven. She's like, and how do you feel when you're in here? And we're like really small. And she's like, hmm. So they make you feel really small. So blah, blah. And she's explaining all this in the exact same way you would if we were walking through Target together. Huh? Mm -hmm. Don't you see how they make the lights in here? They they, Mm -hmm. they pump in this. Do you smell that in the air? Like it is the same like energy, the same Uh, we're going to kind of manipulate you through your environment in ways that are maybe not so obvious to you. Yeah. It serves their goals. And there's, it's not an accident that a lot of new American churches look like stores. (laughs) I mean, they don't look like traditional churches. Oh my gosh. You're right. Yeah. Like they're designed to make you feel the way you do (sighs) when you spend money. (laughs) Oh my god! I didn't like. I love this shit, Susie. Isn't it uh, fun? You the blow my mind with the religion stuff. Like, 
I don't think because like I don't even see it that way through that lens. Yeah. And then when you tell me things, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm not saying it to be critical. I'm just saying, no. that, you know, every institution has goals and they try to cr- make those goals happen. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's really cool. Well, well any hoodles. Mm-hmm. We're moving out of spooky season and now we're in. Oh, you love like the gratitude month, don't you? Weren't you one of those people? Yeah, loves, for like, sure. Talk- <laughs> you love talking about what you're thankful for. I love it. That's like <laughs> what I live for. Well, you're in luck. I know. What are you what are you grateful for this year? Let's kick it oh, off, Sus. How about you do it? Oh my goodness. Oh, now the pressure. Eh. Uh, right? I feel great. This is going to sound so cheesy because the thing that's on the top of my mind right now is I feel grateful for the opportunity to kind of get to see different seasons because I have a lot of trips planned out to Denver and yeah. I'm just really excited for the opportunity to um kind of fall in love with a new place. And have seasons. Yeah, I do appreciate the good seasonal situation. I've learned to appreciate it more now that I'm in Pittsburgh again. Oh, oh, that video that you had, like, I I mean, like, this is a movie, one of those, like, artsy films or something, (laughs) like, like, art house films. Susie had this video up on her Instagram of just leaves falling in the wind. It was like antidepressants so for me. Oh, really? I watched it like four times. You didn't? Yes, I did. That is adorable. That's why I had to I comment it. on it because I was like, oh, oh. I can picture well, it now. They fluttered. Like, oh. who, when does that happen? I, for a second, I thought it was a, a filter that you had on it. Oh, yeah. And it, so that's why mean, I had to watch yeah. it a few times because I was like, wait, is that real? Yeah, that's real. Man. You know? Well, we don't have also another here. thing I'm thankful for is really beautiful, comfortable, sustainable shoes from Rothy's. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Me too. I love these yeah. shoes. I was just reading this book called The Conscious Closet, and it was you know Ooh. giving you advice on how to yes. not consume more than you need to and how to make the most of what you have, which I just love getting tips about that stuff. And one of the things, of course, is like cost per wear, which, by the way, with Rossi, Rothy's, we is love amazing. that the most yeah. in the whole. I mean, mine looks sparkling new. Yeah, you throw them Ugh. in the washing machine, and they really do come out looking like new. So then yeah. they really last, yes. and then you get your Ugh. money's worth. This shirt, you know how you wear other shoes, and right at the seam, they get that it starts to rip and yeah. t- like I. There, it's almost like it's happened to so many shoes at at after about a year of owning them that I ex- I've been expecting it like holding my breath like waiting for you know like quote unquote the other shoe to drop yeah. uh, like like with it. it I've had these guys for like five or six years now. Yeah, me too. And they're truly brand new, brand and new. they're in perfect condition. And they're made oh, from recycled plastic. I love that. Which no is regret buying. Mm. Yeah. And they now have men's, they have children's, and they have tons of different, like, patterns and styles. And to help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off Mm. your first purchase at rothys.com slash brain candy. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash brain candy. Head to rothys.com slash brain candy to find your new favorites today. They're great. 
Yes. Oh, I love them. I don't lie. Yeah. Okay. What What's on your mind today, Sarah? Okay. So I've got a whole theme going, but before I even get into that, I have to talk about this one that came up into my inbox or whatever's a Twitter feed this morning. Um, Japan's princess getting married and ditching the old royal oh, family. What do you for, think? For, okay. She's, I, I love it. And I, I feel like this is happening. All, is this like the new thing? This feels very Ma- Meghan Markle or, or very Prince Harry uh, to me too. Yeah. That people are like, we're, I don't know. I, I don't know how much longer we're going to have the, uh, like, like a monarchy kind of situation in different. Well, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. And I, I get it. I just don't think mo- what I, I feel like this kind of falls under the religious umbrella in a way too, right? Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, like, there's mo- a lot of like the tie to examples that, of that, uh-huh. you know, and why that kind of lasts. And as we see that die off, I feel like people, it kind of falls into the same category for me of like worshiping these, these people as like larger than life or like these, like in a way, like they're, I don't know royalty amongst yeah does, i mean it feels the, like that to me the birthright thing has been around since the beginning of time but yeah. i was fascinated when i was reading about her it's it sounded to me like this was a different situation for the male royals than it is for the female royals something oh, tell about me more. how like it said something about how the the men actually get a na- a full name at birth, but the women only get like their first name and then their title, and it's almost like they're not fully a person. And so, if oh, they I choose would to marry a commoner, then they actually have to just like excuse themselves from the family. They're not just abdicating; yeah. they're also like they're like excommunicated. Yeah, for sure. yes, they like they hugged and said goodbye. Isn't like they had funny? they had a proper goodbye like and she they were happy about it. they were kind of like to me I got the vibe from the video that I watched that they were like good riddance good not even more like uh, yeah go for it I didn't well, I didn't but there was a financial dispute over the whole thing so yeah I mean is it that's is that the thing is it about money because why couldn't she just get rid of her royal title, but still be a freaking member of their family. It's almost like they got rid of her as a member of the family. They did. They fur- fully, like, like she is stripped of her title. She has to, like, exit the family. That's what the article said that I read. Yes. New York Times, whatever. Exit right. the family. So, so she won't be going to, like, fucking... No. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Whatever right. their equivalent is. So Brian goes because so we're in November. Dumb. Yeah, that seems so dumb. But doesn't isn't that kind of the same thing that happened with Harry? Well, he's still invited to Thanksgiving the house and stuff. Okay, well, like okay, he's uh, still in the family. He's just not but in line I'm, for but, the throne. But he the, he he can still participate in all of the. I feel like maybe he is still in line for the throne. He just does, isn't an official working uh, member. I feel like he's not getting an art like an invite he's not he's nobody he's not on the evite uh mail list <laughs> for Red. like any royal activities in the future if you're like i don't know though because i'm not i'm not 
Well, on the end, from what and I like, understand, I don't follow all that. They differentiate between the job of being a royal okay. with being in the family. So he's still in the family, but he's not. That's not uh, his job anymore. Okay, they just seemed a little. Maybe after like the interviews and everything, it just looked like maybe there would would have had some, like yeah, there's some saltiness. Well, some remember bad when um, Edward the Eighth abdicated in England and married that American hussy, Wallace Simpson. I don't remember, but I love everything about your description about that. It's kind of like how we're hookers. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they fell in love and he was like, fuck this. I want to be with Wallace. But everyone was like, yikes. Oh, well, with a name like Wallace, that's her first name. (laughs) Yeah, that was. That's unfortunate. Wally. Wally Simps. Wally Simpson. Simpson, whatever. <laughs> she sounds Wallace. like Wally Simpson. That just sounds like a character on, on The Simpsons. Oh, it really does. It really does. Like, there's nothing. If you said there's no way, of course, that could be one of those classic, like, under promise, over deliver kind of things. You just say, look, I got this girl. Her name's Wally, whatever. Right. Anything. Right. Sets the bar low. Yeah. But, like, all she has to like, have is, like, you know. It feels scary, though, because. N- Mar- you know, relationships are hard. People are all people. And so if you get caught up in this incredible romance and then you have the reality of life and you've given up your throne, boy, pressure's on. I feel like... <sighs> I think when they're given up the throne, I mean, yeah, you're giving up the title, but you've got it. You've got money somewhere. It's not like they're going like, no. you know, and they're the like house. on the streets. And they're, you know, this is, this is, and come on, I don't know if it's just me and my family history, but if, if, if it were like, okay, guys, you are out of the family and you never, you're not going to be allowed to come to Thanksgiving ever again. Not my family, like my brothers and my mom, I love them, but like the rest of her, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. That's like a bonus. Fucking cool. Right. I'm like, and I don't have to do that. Oh, great. The decision makes itself. Yeah. I mean, golly, for for how long? Until I was about 32. 32 years of my life, I I would have loved to be able to, like, I don't know, have that side of the family give me the boot. I was trying (laughs) to get kicked. I've been trying to get kicked out of that side of the family. Well, I hope she's real happy with that guy. She looks real happy. They're giving each other the, like, eyes. I'm looking yes. at the picture. They totally. I know. Hungry and, eyes. I mean, when it's like her c- commoner college sweetheart, I mean, I know, so, cute. so cute. What do you think it is? You think he just gives, he gives her the big O or what? Yeah. For sure. She's big, definitely, big I am looking at how she is looking at him and she is looking at him like. I'm telling you, hungry eyes. She's got hungry eyes. I really wish that we could play more music on here like that. Yeah, that would be so fun. They probably will suit us. But like if we sing really poorly and a little bit off tune, off key like me. Yeah, it's like um, it's not even the real thing. It's like not the real thing. Uh, also, can, I'm going to take a moment to just like do a little like brag about uh, like for a sec, but also sure. it hopefully inspire people. Um, remember when I started learning how to play the ukulele? A million yes. years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, remember how it like 
started out of my, you know, now ex-husband being like, you should learn how to play this. And then like, he didn't even care. Like, and it was like, I didn't know that part. Oh, you didn't know that. You didn't know this part? No. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. He so wanted you to learn the ukulele. Seuss, I can't even believe I never talked to you about this. <sighs> this no. is just, this kind of falls into like the, 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 this says a lot about, you know, how things, <laughs> the secrets like, we keep, right? The sec- yeah. yeah. So we were planning on, well, how about this? How I start with, I should say, um, I think sometimes people like the idea of something or a romanticized version of something yeah, and want that more than they like the actual thing. So mm-hmm. I love camping and I love, um, you know, outdoorsy shit. And we, you know, we had that whole trip. We went on that whole trip, the yes. Airstream trailer trip. Yes. So at, we were planning this for a long time, the trip. And so he said to me, you know, it would be oh, really cool if you learned how to play the ukulele. And then on our trip, we could like be playing the ukulele by the campfire. He said this like four months, three months before our trip. While I'm in grad school, like my like you know last so semester of grad school, an and I'm like okay. So I learned wow. an instrument, but then while we were on the trip, um, I, well, there were a few things. So like first of all. What, there were, I mean, this is, I did not, I do not want this to be a like, oh, this is this bad thing and this bad thing. But, you know, it just was, it's where I was doing, why I was doing this then versus why I'm doing it now is, it's nice to kind of do a little compare and contrast yes. when you switch and start doing things like for yourself. Like I had, I had wanted to show him you know, what I had learned. And so it was like my first, I don't know, maybe like week or two of playing or so. And I like learned a song and like the first response was kind of like a, oh, well, it was a little bit off. And Stop I was it. like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah. And those were kind of the things where I was like, I think I need to get a divorce. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what are you, yo-yo ma canning? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, when we were, when, yeah, when we were on the trip and then I, I was playing and, um, and it was like kind of more negative, com- like like aren't like aren't you going to play something? And I was like, well, I'm learning, you know. I like I was just a couple months in, so that's what I how I started playing the ukulele and why I started. But mm-hmm. I have been sticking to it because I fucking love it, and yeah. I'm so glad that I started to play. Yeah, and. I have really had that experience, you know, like I, you read about it in books and shit where they say like, you just have to practice every day. And, and even if you don't, if you feel like you don't get your, you don't get it, it'll like click or Mm -hmm. it'll, if you practice something and this works really well for studying too, how you have to have multiple days in between. You have to do it on one day and you have to have sleep. Yes. Mm -hmm. You have to have sleep. Yes. A rest day. Well, and it, wouldn't you it, agree, though, too, that you also need to hydrate? Definitely. You have to take care of your body. Very important. Like, you can't <laughs> have dry mouth you. as you are, like, singing along to your ukulele like I do right now. <laughs> and nothing will provide that hydration better than liquid IV. It is so great. First thing in the morning, you know how when you wake up all mealy-mouthed or before a workout. Oh, God, I hate that. Yes. Yeah. So just... Pour in the liquid IV into your water and you'll hydrate yourself two to three times faster than just a regular glass. 
and they taste delish. So, There's so good. many, so many flavors now: watermelon, passion fruit, guava, lemon lime, mm, tangerine. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, do you like yeah, the tangerine? I do. It's very refreshing, and it's just so convenient because you can keep the packets in your car, your purse, or when you travel. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code CANDY at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using our code CANDY at liquidiv.com. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, so I... um, uh, have been, yeah, well, I just, you know, I practice regularly and I just pick it up and like, I just keep it next to my couch and or, and next to the sofa and I just pick it up and play. And, you know, I, I have this like cool app where, um, it has all the chords and you can like save your favorite and, you know, go back hmm. to them. So when I first started, I saved all these songs that I, I liked and I'm like, Oh, one day, like Jolene by Dolly Parton. Oh yeah. And I like, well, and I honestly, there were so many where I'm like, Oh, Susie loves this. I'm going to save a bunch of songs <laughs> Susie loves. So then when we're hanging out sometime and we can like play the ukulele and sit, have a sing along by love the campfire. That. And I totally yes. have like a Susie song playlist uh, with a lot of credence, a lot of CCR on it. Yes. Yes. So much. It'll be so fun. Um, so I like, like make all this playlist and everything. And then I have, I had it in my head. You know, I have like my few go-to songs that I would like play or practice all the time because like they were ones that I knew I knew how to play. And then every now and then I would, you know, try and like a new chord or like learn a little bit. But then the other night I was like, let me just go back to like those old songs that I saved the first month or two of learning how to play the ukulele. And just in my head, I had it that those were hard songs that like I couldn't play yet. Yeah. Oh my God. I felt like freaking Beethoven. Oh. I was like, what, what, what? I didn't even, like, didn't even have to, I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy crap. Practice like, oh, really amazing. works. Practice works. That's like, great. I, like, I have never, I never thought in one million years I would be a person who could play an instrument. I wrote that off. Remember when yeah, I said I thought, thought I was tone deaf? deaf? That was so weird. Susie. I okay. so anybody who d- thinks that they can't learn a language, or can't uh, learn how to swim, or ski, or ride a bike, or um, uh, uh, play an instrument, yes, yes, you absolutely can. I know I you agree. Can. I'm glad you're telling people that. Yeah, this was not on my list of things to talk about, but Aww. you know, I just I'm happy I, for you. Thanks. Well, I, and I was so excited that I had this, 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 well, and okay, here, here we go. Me admitting things. Cause now everybody has to know. I was like four <laughs> minutes late to the podcast today because I had, I got caught up playing the ukulele earlier this morning. And then oh. I was like, oh gosh, I got to get my, <laughs> got to get my shit together. I got like five minutes. And that so I was, reason, I was really. in the music zone and that yep. just like, it's 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 healing shit, man. It is. So I mean, truly. I I keep reading all these articles about Paul McCartney because he has a lot of stuff coming out, and so everyone's writing about him. And he has that same feeling, even after all these years. Like he still has that sense of like music man. is like breathing, and it's so important. Oh. And it is. It really. It's all the magic. Oh my god! It, oh my god! I'm gonna cry. That's so dumb. No, Why? Oh, that is really what the good is. stuff is. That is what life is all about. 
And you know what do you think that you can't do something and you're like, you know, and then maybe people kind of make fun of you for it or it's something yeah. that like, and you're, you kind of have this like, well, it's important to me and I don't care if I'm good at it or not. I'll just, I just want to do it. Yes. And like, I had no idea how much it meant to me. And then hearing you talk about it is like, oh, for this real. is silly. I have no, no. idea. No, Ugh. please don't say that it's silly because I wish more people would kind of like break out of that zombie mode that everyone's in yeah. and realize like that is what the life is about when people are done with their time on earth. That is the stuff that makes it great. Yeah. And you're, you really helped me so much when we, when you had your year of music like a couple years ago. Yeah. And you said to me, you're like it. And I don't, I think it maybe was in a book we read or it was just like, you know, a Susie special. And, uh, you said, you know, it's, it's, we have this idea that you have to be a good singer to sing. Yes. No, you don't. Yes. I couldn't agree more. It's and like, you don't have to be a good anything to do the thing. Cook. Right. Whatever. And everybody who's good at whatever it is sucked. And they probably it. suck at other things that <laughs> yes. you might be good at. Just yes. fucking do the thing. Yes. Oh, my God. What? This became, like, the most emotional episode. <laughs> ah! no, I just, I that was it. very healing. Like, I did not, you know, and I think just, like, the memories of, like, thinking, like, man, like, am I going to be good at, maybe I can't do this, you know? And feeling, like, that feeling, like, Wait a sec. I am not what somebody else tells me I am. I'm whatever I want to be. Yeah. And that that's like is important. such a good lesson. It's an important thing to remember. You are exactly what you want to be. And you know what else helped me is in this app there this is sound like is this is going to sound like an ad for this app, but I am not going to tell them their, <laughs> right. the name because I am mad at them for some accidental <laughs> charges that then I had to go through and do a whole reversal on the the, the so, anyways, it's a real emotional um, roller coaster. It, yeah, over there it was about this okay. Nap. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm like, but you're so good. I can't quit you. Uh, and uh, they have these little, um, like, you can set it up so it'll re- record you, like, video record you while um, it shows you the cord, so you can kind of like, and then it it posts it like underneath your story, kind of like a TikTok or an Instagram story or something like that. Hmm. And so I was looking at the things that people decided to post that they were like, oh, this song, um, you know, it's them playing Uh whatever song. Yeah. And um, so you just get to see a bunch of people in the zone playing music they love. And it's cool because it sorts it by like, if you have songs that you like, it shows mm-hmm. you people playing those songs. So I saw people playing the songs that I had told myself in my head, oh, those are too hard. You can't play them. And I saw the other people who were confident enough. And a lot of times there would be like 12-year-old kids. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if they can do that, I can do this. Like, yeah. And they're posting it. And I'm like, look at them. And it didn't matter how old they were, how how good they were, how everybody – any just watching somebody try and love what they're doing i'm like people should have no shame about doing shit that they love no yeah, matter and how good they are at it just like I totally do agree it. and i totally agree about giving yourself permission to suck at stuff and to be imperfect i mean come on live a yeah little. live a little. and it's kind of f- fun when you just like 
are okay with being not okay. Like once you oh, get over that. Yeah. And by the oh, way, I'm talking to so myself easy. here. This it's not like I'm good at this principle. I oh. suck at it. I'm yeah. just I think it's the right thing to do. In general with most things, it's a do as I say, not as I do situation. <laughs> no, well, I'm kidding. we're talking to ourselves. I'm kidding. Yes. Well, oh, one always. thing we both do and everybody ought to do is that you gotta get your bras from third love. Ooh. Uh, you know what I mean? I you think it's time for me to go into the Christmas colors. Like I'm thinking a good Ooh, forest like green color. Mm. Wow. I might not have to get my phone organization out. Organization bins. And, yeah. My, oh, yes. To, right. You might color have to match it to my bras. <laughs> Tell me where I can find these. <laughs> they design underwear, loungewear, activewear, like feel good all day wear. Um, they have a gazillion bra sizes. So whatever size you are, they have you covered and they're just comfortable. I mean, that to me, that's like the end of the story. Um, oh, they have Christmas sets. <laughs> they have Christmas sets, you oh, guys. Oh, and the colors I want. This yes, that's what I'm talking exciting. for. They're talking about, oh, yes. Mm. They guarantee that it will fit you and you'll love it. Returns and exchanges are free for 60 days. They have fit stylists that can help you if you're confused about your size. It is just the perfect place to get what you need. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now you get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash brain. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash brain. I do not uh, lie about comfortable bras because uh, yes, that is serious business. They The one I love, the 24-7 lace contour plunge bra oh i have it in the purple already and they totally have it in this green color mm, 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 mm. is that yeah. the type of thing that you could post a picture like, yes kind of, because i want to see your tattoo oh yeah um, oh that's like, a perfect one for it actually yeah and it comes with high-waisted uh not comes with but like it pairs with they have like a real cute matching like set um or at least, yeah, that's like a high-waisted one. So I feel I very love those comfortable kind of like vintage posted. Style. Yes, they're like, oh, so vintage They look so cute under like high-waisted jeans, high-waisted pencil skirt. Oh, you just Treat feel sexy yourself. in them. I love it, love it, love it, love yeah. it, love it. Okay, now I'm getting all excited about, you know, taking a sexy pic. Mm. <laughs> I'm into that. service, thank you. I was just having this conversation actually uh, with a... Uh, the tan gentleman. bicycle gentleman, mm-hmm. um, who I'm still having a good time with. Uh, and I was saying that I think that every woman and dudes, if you want to, too, you do you, but I just don't think it does quite the same thing. Um, should, uh, well, who am I to judge? If guys, you can do this too. Uh, whatever folks you You're like, just tell me already, Sarah. <laughs> uh, I think that women should take sexy photos of themselves or like just at least once every five years, if not every year. Yeah. Why not? Whatever you look like, it doesn't matter. You are so fucking hot and beautiful. And Mm -hmm. five years and 10 years from now, you is going to look at five year old and or Pat, like five year in the past you and be like, damn, or we'll look at that and be like, Wow, you've come a long way. Either one yeah. of those things is awesome. I remember I saw an interview. I think it was Jamie Lee Curtis on Oprah. I can't remember for sure, but she would say, 
that she would look at herself in the mirror naked Mm -hmm. for like a certain amount of time every day because she's Mm -hmm. like, if I can't look at it, you know, why would anybody else? Like you got to kind of like really see yourself sometimes. I am really, I I think that I, I don't know if it's, if I've personally followed the right accounts or changed what I'm, I'm looking at on social media or there's enough of, uh, different pictures out there and also shout out to brands who are putting different sizes into where it's kind of normalizing it for me. I feel way more comfortable with body hair, bumps, rolls, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's age, but I do think it has to do. I feel a little desensitized to those things and less critical yeah. and judge like my, it, I know because I I had this whole thought about it. Did you see on Netflix the the um, love love sex and goop or something? No. Oh my god! First of all, uh. Yeah. But <laughs> I didn't watch it. But I, the the icon for it, the little like image for it. Oh yeah, I is saw that. just a really body positive one, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh yeah, it felt like. I was like, oh yeah. I would I agree with you. That's one of those examples. I don't feel bad about eating one half of an entire thing of cornbread I made last night. <laughs> cornbread. In mine, you know, my nightstand snacks. Yes. My current nightstand oh, yeah. what do you got? snacks mm-hmm. are the um, little packets of combos from, you know, oh. like my childhood. You know, the those, 1980s. Those, <laughs> those, yeah, like, aren't those like bar snacks <laughs> oh i mean they could be they should be they're just like pretzels or crackers and inside is cheese they're not oh, good oh. but i love them because they were my yeah. favorite when i was a kid you know yes so i just have so much fun chomp, chomping on those babies oh my current go-to is i have like a nice little um uh, trial mix i use the term trial mix variously because nobody's on a trail over here just chocolate chips and peanuts oh. that i put in a ziploc baggie shaken up and put in my nightstand hey because i like two of those together choice really what i need to do is like melt the chocolate and then put the peanuts in them and it's like chocolate covered peanuts that'd be good none of these things were things i i have I'm like sorry. I keep really thinking. good facts but okay, we talked about so much good stuff like that i felt like I don't know. Maybe it's just because I feel like that was like therapy for me and I feel nice after a good cry. That's great. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. But, okay, so I do have some really interesting things that I want to talk about today. <laughs> and I have okay. to talk about. Okay. So, uh, this is a story that combines two past stories, which I love those, and also gives us exciting information and hope for the future. Did you see the story about the judge's ruling on Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos? Yes. Susie, do you know what this means? What? Do you remember when we we just talked about the elephant? Is an elephant a person? Oh, yes. Yes. Now we have another case that... Were there people? Yes. So... If you didn't hear the episode, Pablo Escobar, during his cocaine uh, phase, um, (laughs) but it's not a phase, mom. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. He bought a bunch of hippos, and (laughs) that's a fucking funny joke. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) They have no natural predators where they are, and so these kids are just banging up a storm. And it was just like an invasive species. I love species. that they're kids and like all the other women are hookers. Meanwhile, <laughs> these are the ones who are banging. Right. Good point. I'm, I'm all backwards over right. here. That's how we okay, that's so how you do it The judge though. said, I know that they sterilized some of them so they couldn't procreate, mm-hmm. but what did the judge say in the end? He ruled that they were called, they're an interested person status. So okay. they, they have, basically you can't shoot them to death. Oh, you can't. No. They have, oh. They're going to remove the animals. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I hit the microphone. Um, yeah, so they, they can't kill them. They have to be, you know, keep them alive. And okay. Yeah, but so they have the stoned. right to be free from cruelty and exploitation. Huh. Yeah. Okay, and well, they how are they going to prevent yeah. them from overpopulating? Just the sterilization? I think that they, they can sterilize them. They just can't kill them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It says that they they have the ability to enforce existing legislative protectives protections. So I I I I read this article in Vice, that is all it said after it and it said the quote from the managing attorney in the district court order said it will quote help the hippos in their lawsuit not to die. That's the immediate <laughs> impact well. of it. I can see why they would want that. But this is the part that I thought was really interesting that then made me go, oh, my God, this is like a combination of so many things we talked about. It says the, – the last part of this, it says it's the first concrete example of U.S. court authorizing animals to exercise a legal right in the animal's own name. So this is the first mm-hmm. time. I'm glad. Yeah, and now we need to go take this to the sad elephant in Brooklyn. Yeah, that poor bastard. I yeah. Mean, he can't catch a break. No, what was he the lo- the like the oh lonely, no, the loneliest elephant? elephant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they saved that one. This is like another lonely one though. 
The one, right. It's the one, oh my God, he has a cute name. What's the name? Fuck, I can't remember. It'll come to me, I'm sure. Or somebody's yelling it out and it's Wasn't fun it for them. Wasn't it like an, an emotion? Wasn't it happy or something? Yeah, yeah it's, something like, it's something like that. And like, ah, oh, I, I can't remember. But, and then he was like not friends or she was like not friends with the other one because the other one killed his their buddy and like oh yeah the elephant was like yeah i don't want to hang out with that guy they killed my friend and they're like i don't get it why is this elephant not want to hang out with this this other elephant he's a murderer oh oh what a good segue sarah that you just set yourself up for that's ridiculous uh and now we know so much about what is ridiculous like why that's ridiculous thanks to um a really new kind of well, maybe it's something that's always existed, but we never had an official name for it or like a uh, 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 school of like a dedicated study to this. Okay. Uh, but I watched a super fascinating TED talk called hmm. What Death Rituals uh, or What Crows Can Teach Us About Death. Okay, cool. And it was um, by this woman named Kaylee Swift. And she uh, is what they call a comparative thanatologist. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. word uh, is a – that's like the official name that they they only, uh, I don't know, created, whatever you mm-hmm. call that, mm-hmm. in 2016 for the study of how animals respond to their dead. Oh, okay, That's, cool. I didn't know that that was like, isn't that crazy that we've never had a proper yeah, field of study yeah. for that? Mm-hmm. Yet, yeah. we have one probably around animals and mating. Right. And birth and, you and know, child birth, Right. A lot uh-huh. of other different eating. Um, yeah, a lot of other different things, probably like aggression and, and, Whatever else it is, but this, we, because we have such like a, I don't know, kind of like a negative death narrative in a way, Mm -hmm. we also do the same thing with our feelings about animals and they're dead, but it's so interesting because it teaches us so much about our own rituals, what they mean, where they developed. And I super, super recommend this TED talk. I'm going to link it and put it in a swipe up or something like that and put it on Did, oh in was our, it in our arguing newsletter. that crows etc have rituals and stuff oh mm-hmm. so much and so much more than that so um a few interesting things uh i this one i couldn't even believe the first intentional human burial that we have record of was a hundred thousand years ago that seems uh-huh. like yesterday oh does it does it seem like that to you or does it I seem like know. that seems like a long time ago man but I feel like you also have a very good and concrete knowledge of periods of time in your mind because of religion hmm. and like humans evol- like different, I don't know, practices kind Stages. of evolving with that. Like when I hear that and I think about humans as like a... As we know them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm, lo- I'm staring right now at my copy of the book Sapiens, thinking yeah. about like humans in that, you know, term. That a hundred thousand years ago. That, that doesn't feel like a long time ago. No, because like we've been oh. dying for forever. 
you know. Right, but maybe we just haven't been recording things forever, you know. Or, yeah, or... like yeah, and they have there. We we didn't have any. Yeah, and this is all we know of. There could have been different kinds of burials, and just it just doesn't look like that to us. Maybe they like threw them off the edge of cliffs and called it a burial or something like that. <laughs> but it a day, yeah, right. But so as she she's like discussing that. Animals fall into two categories or two groups uh, as far as their behaviors around the dead go. There's the predictable behavior, so things that we see in um, uh, animals that live in colonies or animals that live in groups um, mm-hmm. that are around death. And this is uh, what they call undertaking behaviors. So it's like, we got to get rid of this body. And there are different <laughs> reasons for like, what, like, what's the purpose? Like why, you know, even when you look at the 100,000 year old burial, why would somebody, even just asking the question, why would yeah. somebody need to bury a body? Would yeah. you do, do you do it out of hygiene reasons? Do you mm-hmm. do it to... Um, you know, in honor of them, do you do it to, because like nobody likes to look at a dead body? Right. There's a lot of kind of questions that it asks. So if you want to know the answers to human behavior before society and like the, the that modern stuff, world, yeah, yeah, it's helpful to make. I mean, we can only make assumptions. We but looking at behaviors of primates and behaviors of animals can give us a lot of insight into that. So I just find this stuff fucking fascinating. So she, she divides everything into two groups. So these predictable behaviors, these are things like ants, um, uh, who will ants will even make tombs. So we look at a lot of, Oh my God, that makes me feel so bad. Why? Well, you know, I, I've killed a lot of ants in my day. Yeah, but but you but ants you don't have to worry about because it, it seems like a tomb to us where they're, it's like, oh, they're, you know, we anthropomorphize that sure. and we yeah. say like, oh, a tomb like uh, in ancient Egypt where they're, you know, honoring <laughs> him or whatever. But really yeah. they're putting, they have that, that's undertaken behavior. The ant's like, no, nah, no, nah, we got to storm in the closet over here to get them away from everything else. So it, that dead body doesn't uh, contaminate, uh, the, contaminate the rest or mm. they just eat it. Who does? Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of different animals that will consume other dead animals in of their own. My hamsters, oh, wow. for one. <laughs> Remember that? I forgot. Come on. Romeo, Sinbad, and Hercules? Oh, my God. R.I.P. Wait, which one died? Uh, uh, Romeo ate both of the other two. I don't know the order to which they lost their life. And I don't know if it was like... It was like a murder-suicide A revenge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Suze. We weren't there. And I, and I, I, and, and when we got home, Romeo wasn't talking. <laughs> right. Real tight. He, he pled the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, nothing to see here, folks. Meanwhile, blood on his paws. Right. Literally. Stop it. <laughs> Sarah. How how many of these species eat their own? Is it a lot? I, I think a lot. Well, Susie, no. It, it's I use this example because I read when um, uh, in one of oh, I believe his name's Mark Seligman who wrote the yeah. book The Whole Mind, Brainchild, and Mind, and a whole bunch of other amazing ones. 
Um, he's the one I super fan for and stood yeah. in line for like at multiple events to get like his a autograph groupie. on a book and took pictures he's of an him. academic groupie. I'm totally an academic groupie. Yeah, I have mul- the, I totally fangirl harder for uh uh or I guess stan is the cool word now. I stan yes, right. academics way more than I do celebrities with the exception of Jeff Goldblum and that's only because he plays an academic in the movie Jurassic Park there you go <laughs> so yeah as somebody oh. who married a professor I can I can yep. totally understand oh, your that feelings. is so funny now I have honestly no idea what I was talking about before because I have gone what? fully into a world of fantasizing about Mark Seligman um, or whatever oh the whole mind we were talking about, I need more than that. Well, they, they ate each other. How many of them eat Oh, each other? yes. Thank you. Um, that we, as our brains evolve, that's, if you look at the reptilian brain, the yeah. most animalistic first yeah. brain that we have, the example that he always uses is like, it's the lizard that eats her young. Like that you, oh, yeah. I, I had a cat, a, mo- a mom cat that ate her baby oh, that God. died. Jesus Christ. Yes. That was fucking traumatizing. We had a cat that had kittens and the baby did not make it. And mom was like, gulp, gulp, gulp. And I'm like, ah, that was. Do you know that these stories are insane or have you just grown? They're normalized to you. I think anybody who works on a farm or has seen animals or like lived around animals having a lot of like babies or something like that has absolutely seen this and it's like no big wow. deal. We're going to have to, we have a couple farmers that listen to the show. I'm going to have to ask them. If yeah. Is- I think they'd be like, mm, yeah, that happens. And it's like, yeah, fine. Wonder why though? Why the hell is she eating her dead baby? You know, in the same way people would be cra- people would think it's crazy if, if you didn't know that cats like brought dead birds and, and yeah. mice, you'd be like, what the yeah. hell? It's bringing this corpse into my home? It'd be weird, right? Yeah, you're right. So this is what they do. So, oh my God. I just yeah. love cats more every day. I, I I love that you love cats. They're so And I think up. I'm loving cats more too. Yeah. I don't know <gasps> oh why my you're god. Resisting. Did you see those did, uh, please, can you like make those bat wings for your cat happen? <laughs> I need to. Guys, I saw the funniest video ever. Somebody made little bat wings. And I'll they have to do that for they're next like a year. little suit that goes on a cat. When if you have black cats, it really is. Awesome. It is so funny, and I just want to play the Batman, the old Batman theme song, because that's yeah. what plays in my head when I watch it or imagine it. Oh, it's so cute. I'm getting so uh, sidetracked here, but ba- okay, okay. So let me. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, these cool things in this article. <laughs> so, because I know we're like running out of time, and I don't want you to say, well, "Let's wind it down." Ah! I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm like, the, I'm like the kid who doesn't, who knows that I'm mom's about right to now. say it's it's time for bed, and so I just like keep talking so that we can keep <laughs> staying up. That's exactly what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, uh, okay, so we talked about how the, the two groups of animals. So, okay, we have predictable behavior. We talked about that. The ones who, like, consume their dead do undertaken behaviors. Those are, like, basic hygiene. Like, yep, we got to get it out of here for okay. the betterment of the group. Then we have this other group where they, they have what she referred to as charismatic behaviors. So they have hmm. death. Ba- and with with these you can't study them as well. That's not as predictable, and they're really beha- they're ba- behaviors around death that are really more based on anecdotal evidence. And so this is like elephants and especially corvids, the which is the ravens and the crows. Yeah, what do they and do? This is what she studied. Oh my god, it's so fantastic! Um, 
I, I want to show you this picture because you're going to have to see it. Okay. So she wanted to look at, like we anecdotally know that crows have so many different rituals around death. So much so that it was even written about in the Bible that God sends the crow down to, or raven, down to uh, Cain after he slayed Abel and like tells him about, like in her TED talk, she says that is like a, a hypothesis for where we get some of our death rituals is from watching oh, wow. ravens. And then ravens are represented in the Bible as being the ones to teach us about how to take right. care of our dead. And so she like linked the two and that maybe we developed our, our rituals based on crows, which is super cool to even think yeah, about. Yeah, that is cool. So um, she wanted to study whether crows behaved differently or learned about their environment based on um, deaths of other crows. So, you know, we have, we look at the behaviors of crows that are so unique and we look at all the anecdotal evidence that we have about like crows holding uh, like vigils and like mm-hmm. they, you know, um, will bring little like, things to, to lay at the the site like you know next to the bodies of other birds and things like that so Mm -hmm. she wanted to to see like kind of explore like what's the purpose of these you know we can't look at through it look at it through the lens of just like a human lens and like person people lens we have to think maybe it could be teaching them something there there's probably like a behavior reason for it and it could be teaching them something about the environment so maybe um having rituals around death could give them information about mm-hmm. how crows died in that area. What mm-hmm. are the predators in the area? What are the, um, is this environment safe? Mm-hmm. So she wanted to conduct studies to look at whether or not crows learned about, what, uh, about a, if an environment was safe or dangerous yeah. and if a person was safe or dangerous. And she used food like piles of food as the way to test this so she started with like a food pile and then she would test how long or like look at the time of how long it took the crows to come to the food how long they stayed how much they ate how many came uh, things like that Mm -hmm. and uh so she did two different experiments one with using a dead what appeared to the crows as a dead body of a crow. So she would put a stuffed crow. Like a decoy. Yeah, she'd put a stuffed crow. Well, she would would follow two crows and they all have like little like trails, like like areas that they're, they, you know, hang out in and everything. And so she would find like the paths of these crows and she would, um, you know, put the food out and, and get like her, her, what the hell do you call it? control group info and all that. And then she would put this decoy bird or or this like fake dead bird uh, in the middle of the path of these birds and then just watch their behavior. And really interesting, crazy stuff happened. And it was different. What she found out was it was different every time. Like there isn't a unique or there isn't a, a like a crows do this thing. What we do know is they just do a lot of different things and they definitely uh like each have their own little um 
like developed rituals around death. Uh, but what she did see is that they absolutely learned about the safety of that environment. So if a crow was on the path and was dead, they wouldn't come as often. They stopped coming to the food piles. If she put the food pile out the next day after the crow, dead crow has been there, the crows are like, "Uh uh-uh, there was a dead guy there the other day. So that tells us that they learned about their area through the dead crow that was there. And Mm -hmm. so that's why like they invite other crows, like they have an alarm. There's like marked things that these crows do to like notify that there's a dead bird. So they'll make an, they'll do like an alarm noise. They'll show signs of aggression. They'll show signs of even arousal. Like sometimes the birds like start fucking on top of the dead bird. Stop it! I swear to God, this is They're there's video of it. Oh no, yep. they don't do it with the dead bird. They do. Yes, it. they do. Oh, they my also God. do that, and so do other animals. She talked about that too. What the? Yes, heck? this is totally, totally this in there. Seems to like to me that seems like a conflict of the data. Okay, that, this isn't even my favorite part of the article that I was like saving to get to <laughs> because I. I I want to I want to show you this photo. We're gonna have to like, I'm we're gonna have to like pause it. Not now, but I'm gonna tell you this lead up, and then I'm gonna show you the photo. But um, so the so that's how she tested the environment. But then she also wanted to test, uh, if they would learn if a person was dangerous or not. So okay. to do this, she had a person wear a mask and hold a dead bird like one of these like stuffed dead birds like pretend dead birds and i don't know why they used a mask i think it's because they wanted to have like a blank expression or maybe Mm. use the same face every time sure yeah so this this mask this is like the bad guy essentially who's the this mask of a woman who's holding the dead bird who the crows absolutely grow to hate guess what her name is oh my god she has a name Uh uh-huh what linda no shut yes (laughs) the bird murderer is linda yes I'm going to show you the photo because it's the creepiest. Like, this should have been our Halloween episode. Oh, that is Did so funny. Did they say why they chose that name? No, but it made me think, oh, my God, what if she is a fucking listener of our podcast? <laughs> it combines too many things we love. It's That's Linda's so the bad one. It's crows. Wait till you see this fucking face. It's wow. the funniest thing in the whole world to me. And I like I am I am like giddy right now over this story and and how, when I I was like this couldn't get oh it just got better like just, yeah because why would you name a crow murderer Linda unless right why would you, you knew unless about you know Linda and look at the look at what Linda looks like okay oh my god oh my god <laughs> this. Is a nightmare. I, I should have saved right this for our for our Patreon uh, video one. Maybe I'll just put it up <laughs> in that one so you guys can see it too. This oh, isn't is that good? I had to get that in the story. It, that story. Foolish. In. God, I mean, she looks like if a if a person were a crow, 
Right. With that and hair. so so she said – so she made sure to say in this TED Talk, she was like, yeah, and if you're looking at that and you're thinking who the fuck wouldn't be terrified of this, she was like, uh, yeah, so did all of the neighbors who were living in the, the, <laughs> the houses in the park or like across the street from the park we did this in. Um, right. And she said, uh, don't worry. We did trials and birds do not have the same association as we do to the female Mike Myers mask. <laughs> Uh, That's good. She said some other joke. I think it was Leatherface, but I was like, Mm-mm, Mike Myers is the better joke yeah, here. That is. And so I just changed it for her. For Yeah, you, know. you have some notes. Yeah, I have some notes. <laughs> for I did. There were a few Kaylee. times where I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, here we go. Here's some notes for that. Wow. Yes. Well, that is ridiculous and yes. weird. So and why that, that they, I need more info on why they're banging on top of dead birds and stuff. Well, That's so weird. she said what, what, what we do see, what you see is a combination of these kinds of behaviors, alarm, aggression, and arousal. And these make sense for needing information. Um, And also, oh, this is the other thing that that, that it made me think of. We are assuming that these crows are all bummed out that these other crows are dead. Yeah. Even humans, when you have relatives or people that maybe you know who have passed away, it's kind of a range of emotions. So you're saying maybe this is like a ding-dong witch is dead type thing? Yep. That's what she's saying too. She's like, we have a range of emotions as humans when we experience death. These animals have a range of emotions yeah, when they I experience guess, death. Yeah, I but I've never been horny. Well, yeah, but like maybe it's like... It's just arousal in a different way. And yeah. then, oh my God, it's so weird. Judge. You have to see this TED talk. And so it's like two crows start banging on top of this other crow. And then another crow comes around and he's Good getting Lord. all excited. So he starts pecking at them. And oh they're all, like, there's another one's like all calling and like doing the alarm. And she was like, this seems like crazy and a really unique situation. And guess what? We found out after all of our research. It was, and the nothing was predictable. The only thing that was predictable was alarm, aggression, and arousal Dang. for that to show up in any different way. I didn't know I would be kink-shaming crows on today's episode, oh, but here we are. Here we are. You wow. know, I always Thank try to work that. it in some way. That was, that was fascinating and weird. Yeah. This, it's such a good, it's a really, really good TED Talk. I really okay. liked it, and it. now I really need to know... Ooh, let's find her. That wouldn't be yeah, difficult. Yeah, Kaylee. We well, can we get her on the show. So I know. Her. I need to know. Okay. I'll find her. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. You're um, so good at we that. We got to wind it down, man. I know. I could talk forever. I'm like all excited about this. We so. covered a lot of ground. Yep. I talked about how like, you know, I shared my tale of, of sticking to my instrument yeah. even through tough times. And I hope that inspired somebody out there to keep going on whatever it is that they are yeah, give it doing a that bring them joy or just would like to do. Even if that just means singing along to a song in your car. Yes, with like no shame and who cares. And also, if you have kids, remember your kids are watching yes. how you act. And you know how we like don't want to teach kids to feel like embarrassed or shame about or like you wouldn't want your kid... Don't you love your kid when he just sings at the top of his lungs and doesn't care? Yeah. So we, you should be the same. And then he should, or she, should watch you, or they should watch you do that. And mm-hmm. so remember that. 
Yeah, it's I hard think that's to just such a that. good lesson. Yeah. Um, we learned about Pablo Escobar's hippos being oh, human. Right. And maybe some good news for elephants and other animals that are in captivity or maybe not being treated like the persons that they should. I apologize, by the way, for that. Oh, yeah. Noise. A little like, like tree trimmer action. Yeah. Usually it's me who's During got that. the episode, Adam text was like, hey, do you mind if we chop down like a humongous tree? <laughs> so I yeah, guess sure, that's what's ahead. happening. Go ahead. Um, no problem. And crows, man. Kinky. Kinky. Yeah. Uh, also, Linda, creepy, creepy. <laughs> you guys and have Sarah, to like just Google that mask. It's so fucking funny. And you have clearly bad luck with pets. That is a recurring theme of the show. Look, I just am a pet owner and I'm have Bo's okay. She's doing great. And in she fact, my friend great. who is a vet came over. My friend, well, I'm calling her my friend now because she's dating <laughs> my friend. So now, you know, well, yeah. she gets to be my friend too. Um, uh, and her name's Susie. Shout out to Susie. What? Yes. And every time I talk about you, she thinks it's very, it gets very confusing because I just Are talk about you. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. No, I'm not. I don't love it. What? I do? You're like, I'm not sharing with anybody. Um, but she said Bo is a very healthy 14. Oh, she couldn't great. believe it. She said she looks like 12. And I said, I've been saying she's 12 for about she six years. She doesn't look a day so. over 12. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, okay. Everyone should leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Tell a if friend. If only to just like say that you support the t- many tears I've shed. One, one star yeah. for all the tears for I've shed the- on. And... Check five out stars. All the merch. Five stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, um, <laughs> coming out soon. I did a little. I thought it would be really cute to do like you know how they have like family sets of pajamas and everything. Oh yeah. And so I wanted to make you know just for like so like everybody felt like they could have a set that they would like to wear. I made kind of a a more what looked like a little boy robot to our. It's hard being a person shirt. Okay. And so I thought like it would look really cute. I could just imagine like his and That's hers. That's a great idea. Or family said if it's hard being a person. Uh, I love that. That's really nice. And I just think like that's cute. Love that. I could just like love that. Like little little couple pictures and it's hard being us. the person shirt. I'd love that for us. So check those out for like the people on your Christmas list who you'd like to be matchy matchy with. And there you go. Yeah, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.